yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. It's the Carolyn Joe Show bringing to you another episode of Pod Sember. This is episode number six. Number six episode of Pod Sember. And we are going strong. We are going strong. We're going to make this. And of course, you guys must know my name is Jericho. My name. You must know my name is Joe Carabay. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, a writer, and sometimes, sometimes I'm a podcaster. And across from me, across from me is nobody. Across from me, Carolyn is not here today. Carolyn is not here to record the show because she's feeling very under the weather. As you can tell, we're recording later than we usually do, but we're we're still doing it. But Carolyn's not here, so I'm going at it all by myself. I'm going at it all by myself. And this time, I'm not live on Facebook, but I'm going to be live right now on the Joe Carabello underscore photography Instagram. So... Let's see how that rolls. But it should be pretty interesting. I've never actually done a podcast all by myself. Well, I did this one time, and I've uh, uh, I did a whole entire live music show to to say for the fact that like you know me talking to myself for thirty minutes is potentially really really weird. <laughs> but if you guys are listening live, ask a question. I'm looking at you. So if you have a question for me, as you can ask a question for as me a photographer or whatever you want to do, I'll answer it. Even if there's nothing out there, I'm still going to be here talking and it's going to be, it's going to be unique. It's going to be a unique 30 minutes. Eric Carmen, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Dan. I saw that. I saw that. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this is me, Joe Carabello. Podcember, thirty-one days of podcasting. We're at number six. It's a been a it's been a pretty pretty crazy crazy week uh, of almost not even a week of doing Podcember. It's 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 crazy because we usually do it like once, you know, pretty much once a uh, once a week. And having to build the energy to do it every single day uh, brings sort of a massive respect to those radio guys. The people who still tune in live every single every single who go to the station every morning and do that thing for like four hours. Much respect to that. Um, and for one thing, it's like, how do you what do we what do we talk about? And people always wonder, like, how do we come up with like these ideas about what we talk about on the show? I've always heard, you know, other people say, oh, these podcasters, other other places, they get like drunk and then they talk about whatever the first thing that comes in their head. Or other podcasts are like really, really well structured and they're really like, now we're going to tell blossoming stories about the the under the, the criminal minds of uh, whatever. I don't know. But that's not really what the Carolyn Joe show has ever been about. Carolyn Joe show has always been about, you know, the, the spur of the moment. Um, Carolyn and I just like shooting from the hip. If you guys are if you guys are into pro wrestling, it's basically just shooting. You know, we're just shooting on the world, which is basically telling the truth or saying the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, but yeah. But what is on my mind maybe we can make this into a segment whenever whenever i have to do this by myself what is on joe's mind it's been a pretty crazy year uh 2008 i decided to make a film every single month and it's you know it's it I, without even me even like forcing it, it actually happened naturally we made a month every we made a film every single month of uh 2018 and that went well that went pretty much as as well as making films they all have their own drama and they always have their own thing but it, it, it happened and that was pretty cool but we can save that for another time we can save that for another time because what is on my mind i'd like to have i'd like to have like little like 
I don't know, sound effects that will happen. Let me put my hood on. Shows I'm getting serious. Put this camera here. Face, not Facebook Live, but Instagram. Joe Carbon Instagram Live. Uh, I, I was on a lot of shows too. Um, uh, I helped out with the new release Wednesday with Patrick Strange. It was it was cool. It was last year. We we were at New York Comic Con, and we were able to meet Bruce Tim. And what was really unique is like Bruce Tim, uh, growing up was one of my biggest heroes. Is still one of my biggest heroes when it comes to creating stuff, creating like. Because he created what we all know now as Batman the Animated Series. Without him, there wouldn't have been that design. There wouldn't have been that aesthetic, that seriousness that was taken to that storytelling. Uh, and that was one of the the pretty much the oldest, oldest memories I have of really enjoying a TV show and really, really the whole aesthetic of the show sticking to my head. So, you know, flash forward many, many years and... Uh, Many, many, many years. Let me adjust my computer real quick. I never, there were many times where I was able to, you know, go to a, a signing and maybe see Bruce Tim, but I was never really one, one of those people that wanted to meet like one of their heroes, like in the signing and have one of those like two seconds, you know, like how, how you have in conventions where you, you line up and you take those big photo ops and you just have 10 seconds or even less to meet the person that like you've been clamoring over for your whole entire life, but I never wanted to do that with my, my heroes. So, um, so finally, like, you know, I never took, so short story, I never took those signing opportunities or never had a chance to take those signing opportunities to meet Bruce Tim. So back in, uh, New York comic con in 2017, uh, Patrick strange was, you know, he's, he's a good friend who does, New release Wednesday that was on all the sh- that's doing all these interviews with all these celebrities, um, you know, like he's part of he's he's press so he gets to meet all these people, and I think on the Sunday of that New York Comic Con 2018 he was like, hey bro, bruh, you're a big fan of you're a big fan of uh, Bruce Tim right? How'd you like to interview him? And I was like, what? I was like, what? Uh, so that was the day that was on the Saturday. Then on this on the the Sunday we had to go right into it. So. Of course, I I jumped at that chance. But what was also unique about that situation too? It wasn't just like interviewing Bruce Tim. It was interviewing like this is in the this is in the back the back rooms with the big press junket where you have like you have like basically like the red carpet news uh, step and repeat, which is where that mainly comes from. You step in for an interview, then go step to the next one, then you repeat. So they had a step and repeat that was all set up for. I think they were promoting Batman versus. Batman and Two Face, something like that. I don't really, I don't really remember. But, um, but what what happened was so not only in my mind, in my nervous mind, I have to get ready to interview Bruce Tim, but I also have to somehow get ready to interview all these other people that I'm not really sure much about. I know a little bit about them, but I'm not like as in I'm not like press ready, if that makes sense, to interview. Um, you know, I think it was Dwayne McDuffie. I think. See that's that's the thing. Then it changes up. I'm not really sure. I know at one time we had to we interviewed Tara Strong and Kevin uh, Kevin Conroy. Tara Strong was one of the greatest. She was the first voice of of Batgirl, but she's also like a key player in the voice uh, in the the cartoon voice voiceover world. She's a key, Tara Strong is probably the top of the line. She has one of the best voices. She did Harley Quinn. She's done everyone. I I can't again. I'm not press ready for right now, but she did all those voices. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. So we had plenty of stuff. And also like it's unique 
because usually in in this type of situation in a podcasting situation like i am right now with myself you have you know you've 30 minutes to talk but in in these type of press situations you have two questions two questions and then they're gone and they have handlers so it's sort of like you got to get those two questions and then you got to go um, I remember Patrick and I were wondering about like, so how are we going to do this layout? I was like, well, I know I'm doing Bruce Tim one-on-one, but also we were contemplating doing like a team up. Like we're both like a, uh, we're both like, you know, we are hosts on the show, but it was like a, you know, like two people teaming to ask them questions. So I would ask one question and our guests would be in the middle and then Patrick would ask another question. So it was, it was interesting. Um, but also what's really interesting too is because, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, so I'm used to being around like all these, I have, my camera's awesome, but I'm used to being around cameras, but, uh, Patrick at that time, we, we were fully utilizing the power of his, uh, I forget what it was. It might've been, I think it was like a galaxy note or one of those. It was a big phone and he used that for all the shows and it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. It's the same setup that I have right now for the Facebook, not the Facebook, but the Instagram live that I'm doing. But, you know, what's we sort of had a little bit of like, you know, like phone envy, camera envy, because here we have all these big up like news outlets. And then we here we have like our phone, <laughs> our phone camera set up. And then we have these big like eight listers, eight list creators coming up, go to big camera, going from another big camera. And then like, oh, hey, it's two awesome, cool guys. And then like, oh, a cell phone. But they probably don't care. They probably really don't care. They're so used to like doing the press stuff that they can just rock and roll. They can rock and roll on that all all day, but yeah, it was a had a little bit of envy there because I was like, oh, that's a cool that's a cool camera, you know, Fox Five. Oh, what's up, uh, uh, Nerdist, with your you know like your Canon C one hundred or C two hundred C seven hundred, you know. So, but you know, we rock and roll with our phone. That's that's really that's really how we do it, and I thought it was a unique situation. So, so it came time. That was the first time. Uh, oh yeah, that's what that's how we saw. It. That's what I'm cutting to, is yeah. There was the Batman and the Two Face stuff. We had to be there for that. We had to do that for all the press. So basically, the change, the exchange I made with Patrick was okay. I'll interview Bruce Tim, which is my hero, but I also, I'm also going to do all these other interviews because I have you know interviewing skills and I was a host and I do all this stuff. So you know. <laughs> so we have like all these other people that like if they're all big time i don't know they're all cool celebrities and stuff like that but i'm not really into the celebrity culture as you know so like oh william shatner let's interview william shatner like you know all these trekkies and stuff are huge on that but me i was like oh cool whatever it's william shatner i'm looking forward towards bruce tim that's sort of the the, the mentality i have like you can be a, a massive celebrity and all to it you know like but if I'm not legit like a fan, I can't ooze over you as if you were like, I got to be honest. You know what I mean? I got to be true and I got to be honest. If I'm not like a big fan of your stuff already, it, I'm I'm going to be like a normal guy. I'll be professional and I'll be there, but I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I'll lose my mind. You know, like how my friend Camille is with Lady Gaga, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so... But like what what's really unique is that like the more interviews I'd pass by and the more two questions and then I start getting a little crazy towards like, oh man, it's time to it's you know, it's oh Bruce Tim, he's it's there it is, it's your hero. You, are you gonna what are you gonna say? And I know have I know I have the questions in my head and I got those things, you know, like you know, I see like the pressure to that leads up to being like a host. Um but yeah, so that 
when it came time to interview Bruce Tim, it it worked out. I, the the question I asked was since we were talking about uh, the 25th anniversary of Batman the animated series, uh, and I have two questions. One of the things, uh, one of the the main one of the first question I asked Bruce Tim was if he were to go back in time, what would he tell the 25 you know the Bruce Tim from 25 years ago? And uh, I thought it was a really he had a really awesome answer to that. And I, 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 you know, the ridiculousness in me right now is I can't really remember. But I remember the gist of it was basically he wanted to tell his older self or his younger self to just relax, like to calm down. It's just a cartoon that he shouldn't take it like overly too serious. And uh, I thought that was really awesome. That was like a really awesome answer because it's pretty true. It's pretty true to everything. Like, you know how serious we get, like, you know, I'm a filmmaker and we can get pretty serious about trying to get the right shot, trying to make things, you know, just exactly how it is. And I remember reading and hearing stories from Bruce Tim, uh, from articles I've read about like how they would fight and they would claw over every little thing. And um part of me believe part of me thinks he would he would still fight for it like how he did but i guess he would still tell his younger self relax maybe there's a smarter way to do it but i thought that was that was intriguing hey melanie <laughs> thanks <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy that you're proud melanie helms i'm a, thanks for thanks for tuning in I really enjoy. So, just so just so you know, I'm re- recording on uh, Instagram Live on my um, on my Joe Carabeo page. I'm doing uh, the J- Carolyn and Joe Show podcast uh, by myself because Carolyn Carolyn's sick and can't make it. But if you have a question, that was an awesome comment. But if you have a question, feel free to add, answer because I'll answer it live right here. I swear to you, any question you have, I'll do it. So if I see some pop up, I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely answer it. Any question. Uh, so pretty much, uh, yeah. So I. I that was one thing that I've always taken towards all my work really is to not be super, super, super serious. I'm almost like serious about not making it serious. And it was great to hear um, one of my heroes, Bruce Tim, say that that's what he needed to tell his younger self that like, you know, to, to, to not be so crazy, not be too serious about it. And I thought that was really great. So to, that's what happened in 2017. And then Patrick came around again when DC had its DC and DC event. Um, and they're going to premiere, what's it called? They're going to premiere uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which was a, a comic book, a graphic novel, I guess graphic novel, which people say it is a graphic novel that was made by Mike Magnolia. And they translated it into a cartoon or animation movie, animated movie. And they, uh, and then Bruce Tim, I mean, Patrick and I were again, we're backstage. We're doing the, we're doing the round table. We're doing the interview circuit. And, uh, you know, again, we run into, <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even planning on it, but then we run into Bruce Tim again. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because he's one of those guys that I never really wanted to like meet as a fan, but I guess this is the closest way to doing it with, because I want to work, I want to meet my heroes in a working environment. So I really, I, I, this is how I really want to meet people like in the, in these types of situations, because this is sort of close to work, at least for me, because backstage working, working that, working in the in the press area with a camera and doing that that's you know I'm a filmmaker so that's closer to what I do so I've, I I enjoyed that but it was also strange because we sort of like we're always like we're, we were sort of like oh hey I remember you I remember you if you people at home watching this have who have uh never done worked press like at 
you know, like press junkets, like in the back. So the layout usually is, I don't know if this is revealing or stories. So there's like a giant or giant, there's a big room in the back where you have a step and repeat where you have the bigger people, the bigger news outlets, they would have their camera and they would have their, 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 uh, um, their hosts, like, like on E entertainment or, you know, whenever you, whenever you see, whenever you see all those, like the Oscars and stuff like that, that's what it is, a step and repeat. And then you, they, they take an interview and then they go to the next person. Uh, and then also, but like in these other press events, they have round tables. These round tables, uh, are for roundtable discussions. So what happens in these roundtable discussions is you have a whole bunch, whole bunch of press that would basically just be sitting at a table, and then you would have, um, you would have the subject or a celebrity or whoever wants to get interviewed. They would have them stop at each circle, at each, at each table, and then you're supposed to, hey, welcome to, you know, welcome to DC, and we can ask him, you can ask him questions for like 15 minutes. And this time, instead of doing the step and repeat part, I was doing the roundtable. And I thought that was unique too, because, you know, I of, of course wasn't expecting, you know, I of course wanted to meet like Bruce and Tim again, but then there's all these other people that were that were going to be there as well, like, um, at a DC and DC, which is a huge event that everyone should, if you're in DC, it's a big event that DC should have. It's basically DC television and comics. They pretty much have their own like panel discussions about the work they're doing and i think this this was in line they lined this up with the release of black lightning which is a um you know it's a it's a it's a black superhero i guess the one of the first ever black superheroes on the cw i'm not sure don't quote me on that but it was a uh they're they're mainly running on that press run and they behind that line they had the gotham by gaslight the so they had all these awesome discussions about like uh they had an all female lineup about how it is to be like a, a TV show for how's it like it's female power. How's it to be an actress or uh, someone running a TV show from female perspective and stuff like that. I thought that was unique as well. Um, but yeah, so, so in these press junkets, I was positioned in the circle and, uh, and what's really cool. So we, I met Bruce Tim again, uh, Alan Burnett, uh, all these other actors. I know they're special, but I have no idea who are they, who, who they are. I'm being serious about that. Uh, but I also, I was not expecting this time to meet Brandon Routh. If you guys know who uh, Brandon Routh is at home, Brandon Routh played the f- Superman and Superman returns. And not only that, but he was in, uh, he was in the movie, uh, uh, the Kevin Smith movie. Uh, what's it called? Now it's escaping my head. Uh, Zach and Miri make a porno. He was also in that movie. And I don't know, but it's something about Brandon Routh being there. And I know he plays the Adam on legends of tomorrow on, uh, on the, on the CW, which the CW is like owning all the, the DC shows. You know, I, I wasn't like, Oh my, I wasn't, exp- I wasn't going fan. I wasn't going fangirl on him, but it was like a really big surprise because it's like, wow, I like Superman returns. It was good. And also like he's, he, so he has like the, He's a Superman Returns, and then he's in Kevin Smith, and then he's on the show. I was like, "Wow, that's I think that's awesome." And what's really unique about that, it is one again one of those situations where it was like, "Dude, you look." That's like I was looking at him. I was like, "You see, you're freaking exactly like the dude. <laughs> you're you're exactly like how it is on the show. That's how it is. That's you looked exactly like him." But um, so another challenge, uh, another thing. So like you know on the on the red carpet line. You know they're this they're becoming the what's it called the the people you're interviewing they go to you right so you're going one by one by one and you have your time with them 
but it's a little bit different when you're doing the roundtable discussion. On the roundtable discussion, the, the your subject will come and sit down, and then now it's sort of like a free for all. Uh, and it, sometimes it's a, sometimes it can be. Each time it's a little bit different, but it's usually it's usually like a free for all. So say so say like Brendan Routh would sit down, and you have that weird moment of silence. That who's gonna speak first? Who's going to speak first? Someone's got to speak first. So you really get into that gumshoe, like Lois Lane interviewer, like position where it's like, um, Brandon Routh, how's it feel to be this? You know, like you have to like sort of like jump into that. But I didn't really, I didn't know that that's how the game was going to be played. <laughs> so I was surrounded by like these awesome, all, like a whole bunch of awesome uh, uh, media and me- media is media's great. Uh, I feel like I have a solid relationship with that. Um, but like, it's, it's cool to see it's cool to see that sort of competitiveness that uh, that comes with being like a journal, like a journalist, but like front and center, and you're at like a circle. So, you know, and it's also it was interesting for me to see how the how the our subject, our actor, or creator would would handle handle this because it's sort of like where, where am I answering to? Where am I answering to? And um, I didn't know how to do that at first. Like when the when the uh, I actually interviewed. Uh, the guy who plays Black Lightning, which um, I don't know his name. I'm not that great. I'm not that good. But like, it was unique because like they had that moment of silence, and I didn't really know who, who, what to what to do. So he would look he would look at people, and that would sort of sometimes initiate like, oh, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? But I did like I did like after a while, it became that moment. I got into it, and I was like, you know, you had your questions ready. You had your questions ready, and you'd like jump right into it. But you wanted it to also be unique because you get a chance. I feel like when you are in those situations of um, a journalist in a roundtable discussion, and this is just with anything, really, uh, you, I always feel like I want to have that unique question. Like, I don't want to do – I'm I'm not asking questions to get the same type of question or the same type of answer that I could read on a press release. And maybe that's what's, that's what's come different from what I do, but I really – I really want to have a question that resonates with them, and I also really want to have a uh, uh, a question that's unique to just the questions of the world, you know. And that that's usually a challenge sometimes. Uh, I also feel like that's hopefully that's the same way I do. I ask questions when moderating a panel as well. Like, say, if I'm at a convention and I'm a moderator for another celebrity panel, I remember uh, a fond memory of when I did summer when I when I was the moderator for Summer Glau's panel. And I actually, I'm going to say this right now, but I heard reviews of my moderating. And <laughs> like almost instantly that like two days later, I think I heard someone from uh, from Ben or maybe from, it was from, it was from uh, Becky who who was the organizer of all, all that. They said like, oh, the moderator of the Summer Glau panel was so boring. And like in my head, <laughs> you know, Ben of course got my back and says like, if that's the worst thing that your moderator is boring, I think you have an okay situation, an okay time. But for me, I didn't think it was boring. When I talked to Summer at the end of it, she said at least my impression was that she had a great time. Like it was one of the best interviews that she got because I feel, I personally feel when they go into those type of situations that they've already done. These celebrities and guests, they've already done the press junkets. They've already had the whole entire every question about serenity about about all this stuff already in the books they've already done that so they're just doing like question you know patent by number questions so i feel like 
what can I add to the table? And for for me, when I was talking to Summer Glau, you know, like whoever talks to Summer Glau about Texas, she's from Texas, you know, so like she's from San Antonio, like whoever talks to her about that. Everyone's talking to her about like, you know, how it was to be Terminator, how it was to be, you know, like a reader and Firefly. I wanted to know the person. I told her that ahead of time. I was like, I'm not, you know, I was like, I, I'm not into the, into the, you know, I guess you don't know, but I want something more organic and real. That's not so cookie cutter. And that's the, that was the sort of hope. And, you know, that's, uh, that comes, uh, that comes with a little bit of a challenge because you don't know if the person is, if that's going to work for the person. So that's unique. So that's unique. But I thought the, I thought the, the 20 minutes I had to talk with Summer Glau at the beginning of that was great. It was not boring. <laughs> I didn't feel it was boring. I thought it was great because we were talking about injuries. We were talking about barbecue. I talked to, I, t- I talked to Summer Glau about barbecue, man. That was unique. So I was, I'm trying to bring that sort of, I guess, realness from me as an interviewer to the roundtable discussions. But it's a challenge because you only really get one, one, one shot at that. One shot at that. So that was, that was unique. That was a, a challenge. But I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. So. Um, yeah, so I met Bruce Tim 2018 and 2017 twice. That was some big, big stuff. I always think about that because you, people don't want to, they say don't meet your heroes. And I can understand how some people think that Bruce Tim could be a little bit like, you know, like just, just hard, you know, like hard, challenging, but he has, and I'm trying to put myself in that same situation. Like if I was basically just working my ass off and you know, then I want to, they, they need you at this, uh, they need you at this signing or something like that. If I wasn't in the mood, maybe I'll be, be a little bit grumpy, but I think maybe at this point in my career, like if I feel like anyone, I understand where people are like tired or not in the mood. I forget what I was talking about, but he didn't come, he didn't come across like that. It, he, he came across more like a personality that, um, I mean, it's hard to describe, but yeah, he is like hard. He's not like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that he was unfriendly. I wouldn't say that he was mean, but he's definitely like, he's a dude that shoots hard. You know what I mean? He, he seems like a producer to me. Like, you know, I, I feel like when I've interviewed like actors, they're prepared, they're media trained, they're ready to go happy, go lucky, you know, all this stuff. They're trying to put together something. But I feel like when you interview like a producer, they they've seen it they've controlled it they've been through all that so they know like the game so i feel like interviewing a producer they feel like they don't have to play the game you know they already have a job they make stuff happen <laughs> you know what i mean they don't have to do that they they know they're actors and actresses they're doing that job they're just there to be real they're just they're there they're there just to, like shoot real with you and i think that's unique well at least some of them are or maybe that's just the way bruce tim is bruce tim is real he's real about that he he's real about the situation and to me, I thought that was it was really really interesting about that. Um, so I'm trying to think of uh, who else, what else, what else is on my mind. But I really don't have to say it so much because I'm the show is almost out. I actually almost did this. It's cool. It was cool. I talked for a whole entire thirty minutes, and my voice, my voice is almost dying. So let's run through some things that are happening, shall we? Thank you for tuning in, Pod Simber, the the solo Joe edition, talking about Bruce Tim. I didn't even know it was going to go there. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about with the Carolyn and Joe show and anything we do. We don't know where the conversation is going to lead. I don't have, I have no idea where the conversation is going to lead, but I'm trying to gravitate 
towards words words pulling me too you know i really i'm really getting into this um or not really in, really getting into but like i've tried to add to my musical repertoire this korg volka beats not no 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 correct correction korg volk korg volka sampler um it's a sampler i've never used a sampler before i don't even use a drum sh- drum machine before so getting into that trying to see what type of world that leads into because i'm really influenced by the kills like allison mossart and jamie hens have been of such a massive influence on me musically and they started with drum machines and stomp boxes and i feel like maybe i can add that to me so like you know maybe we'll see where that leads to I'm I'm start trying. Also, like you know, Trent Reznor, he gets into drum boxes. Trent Reznor, another massive influence on me. I only really talk about the things that influence me. I think that's really important. Talk about the things that you love. If if there's one thing, if there's one thing you guys can take from me ranting, <laughs> ranting about, um, I don't even know if it's a rant, but just talking on this podcast is, I believe uh, that you. I believe that you should talk about the things that you love. Um, And I know that's a challenge, but always aim for that. Aim for the things, talk about the things that motivate you. Talk about the things that inspire you. Talk about the good things. Because there there really is legit so much negativity like in this world. And I've, I've, I've come to realize if you just, if you take your part and you put out that different type of energy, you go out there and you, Put out the the positive side, I guess, the good side. I know it's weird because then it's going through getting into like self self help type world, but I, I I feel like, at least for me personally, that I don't I I'm tired of talking about things that that are sort of like just negative. I, I'm tired of talking like I sound like I'm complaining, even though that line itself sounds like a complaint. But I just feel like if I'm if I'm presenting that to somebody, I don't want to be. Uh, I just I've just run into so many people and situations and conversations that always starts with, oh man, it's uh, the like this is this is my day's going bad or like well I mean that sucks if your day's going bad I, I'm I'm here for you, but it just starts with already like on a bad foot how they're just gonna talk about like oh man this this thing bad happened to me today this uh I you know like this sucks that uh that you know like the government blah 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 or the weather's crappy or. I don't know. I don't really know how to properly say this in a conver- in, in this right now, but you can hear it. People will always Oh yeah, now I remember. They're spreading the stress is is what they're doing. If they're having a bad day, they'll spread the stress to someone else by telling them about your bad day, about their bad day. So they'll come up to you, you'll say, "Hey, how's it going?" and their conversation will sometimes lead into some crappiness that's happening in their life or any anywhere, which all of us are dealing with it. I understand that. Um, but what, I, what I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that mentally what I've been trying to do is listen more and try to go and talk about something that you love, something that inspires you. And I feel like it helps. It helps just a little bit. It helps a little bit to see the, the good part about things even if you can twist it if someone's saying they have a bad day listen to what they're saying and somehow twist it you can twist anything you can twist any conversation I'm not lying to you you can twist anything about that they're like oh man I hate Chipotle blah 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 this Chipotle did this to me and I was like well man then that then opens the door to like any other place 
find a way. Find a way to make that happen is what I'm trying to say. So if I'm going to leave you with this at the end of this, at the end of this day, and it's the same thing I've been always saying to every at the end of the show is be excellent to each other. That is the that is the line I've I've ended every Carolyn Joe show is be excellent to each other. Um, so yeah, be excellent to each other. Uh, this is the Carolyn Joe show. My name is Joe. Be excellent to each other, and I'll catch you tomorrow.